This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Vores. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, as it will always be, barring any incident at all, is Lyle Fulton, and I am joined, as I know I always will be, by the absolutely wonderful Jackie Vores. A Jackie Vores, by the way, listeners, who is sporting this amazing coat that I saw for the first time in person <laughs> only yesterday afternoon when we all got together for the the Mozo Christmas party, Christmas social thing, which is fantastic. So I'm kind of dating the podcast a little bit. But the reason I can date the podcast this week is because Jackie and I have both been very busy. So we're recording and then this one's going out in front of your eyes and ears tomorrow. So the turnaround is going to be absolutely fantastic. And yeah, Jackie, how are you this fine Thursday morning as it is now? Because we've given ourselves plenty of time. It is. You've got a lot of time to edit this, have you, Lyle? Especially with your big performance tomorrow night, which I'm hoping that at some stage you will reveal to our listeners. But I know it's massively secretive at the moment. I can. I. I, I can reveal. <laughs> I can. I, re- you. <laughs> I can. I can reveal a little bit about it. I can say that. So it's a company I work for. I play for a, a, a wedding band, a, a sort of a function band. Uh, they're a fantastic company. I'm very, very grateful. And I play guitar and I sing at weddings. And tonight I'm singing at a Christmas party. It's a Christmas party in central London. It's a rather big Christmas party being hosted by a rather reputable gentleman. Uh, and I'll be able to reveal more once it's done which will be later on today so by tomorrow i'll be able to reveal what exactly it was and who it, who was there and and who hosted it yeah, but i'm very, very, very excited. famous person it's well famous known person. to everybody in this country and the rest of the world so it's very exciting for lyle so he's got to watch his watch his voice but this is interesting so i'm going to do the segue now lyle because I, I know you probably thought of one but i'm probably going to take it off you because the segue is christmas because you are doing lots of Christmas work at the moment with various shows and gigs and all this sort of stuff from your acting side and singing and performing work. And we are gearing up for Christmas or gearing down for Christmas, depending on which way you take Christmas as a season. So we thought it would be a really good idea to talk about the seasonality of our work and how Christmas is some time of year to either be embraced or avoided absolutely right this is the debate this is the debate we're having with clients literally on a daily basis at the moment so Lyle and I thought what great idea to do a podcast about do we do PR outreach at Christmas I think it's a fantastic topic. And what's really interesting is actually, I didn't tell you this last night, actually, when we met up in person, obviously met all the all the guys, all the team from the Mosum, and obviously I saw you, Jackie, in person for the first time in a while, which is fantastic. But actually, you came first over... First time since my wedding. First time since your wedding, exactly. First time since the wedding. First time since I saw the brilliant neon sign. First time since I danced the night away uh, over there in Brighton, which was absolutely <laughs> fantastic night. There it is. There it is. What better <laughs> opportunity to give that the attention it deserves. But... I was chatting away with some members of the team. I was chatting away with the lovely Duncan, who um, I hadn't seen in a while. He hadn't seen since your wedding as well. And we actually got talking about the Christmas period when it comes to PR, but business in general. And we were kind of sort of joking a little bit about the fact that, you know, there's a run up and everyone kind of seems to be sort of doing a bit of preparation, a, a kind of a bit of winding down, but not really. Duncan certainly was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing some winding down and getting my house in order. And then obviously everyone goes away for Christmas. The problem then being that, everyone kind of 
Downs tools might be the wrong word, but it wrong expression, but that's the one I've sort of thought of just now. On around the 23rd of December, you know, if you're a bit unlucky, slightly earlier if, if, if you're more fortunate. And then there's this period, obviously, between Christmas Eve and the New Year. New Year's Day this year falls on a Monday, which means that the 2nd of January will also be a holiday in certain areas of the UK and certain areas of the world. Some people then have children at school. And they don't go back to school until the 4th. The 4th will be a Friday or 4th will be a Thursday. So then some parents will go, oh, I haven't really had a week because I've had the kids at home. I might just have the week beginning the 8th off as well. And so me and Duncan were joking about the fact that some people might not even be back at work until middle of January, by which point you've had two and a half weeks off where... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do you see what I mean? I mean, they, they'd be very, very lucky if they, if, if they were in that position. But I suppose the first question is this. As the owner and CEO of a PR agency, a PR agency that's going from strength to strength that we had into 2024, what approach do you take? Do you do you really kind of try and hit it in the last week and a half before Christmas? Or do you do a bit of getting your house in order ready to attack the new year? No, it's really every year this fascinates me that clients say to me, well, you know, we're paying for Christmas, but uh, for December, but Christmas takes out half of that. So, you know, we're really, you know, that's dead time that we're still paying for. And I honestly, that makes my brain swell and want to blow up because I find December is literally my busiest month. And I'll tell you why. It's that most clients are trying to get their programs ready for the start of January. So you're not only doing the do in terms of all your outreach work and all your usual stuff on social media or whatever your client outreach brief is, but you're always, always and often layering that with strategy and everything else for the new year. So for me, December literally is my busiest month. And I look forward to that gap between Christmas and New Year as that time when I can literally get down and write those plans and bring that strategy. Sure. My my view on strategy, particularly in PR, is that it is so, so much more important than it ever was before. Because messages getting through this clutter of AI content, content is everywhere now it's literally a tsunami of content the more we have people using chat gpt and ai press release writers and la 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 la, the more content that is that makes content less valuable Mm. because if you're just thinking basics of supply and demand there is so much supply that demand naturally just falls when it comes content now all of these agencies that have been doing all of this content generation are just competing with each other in slews and slews of stuff going out and what our job as PR professionals should be is to work out and strategize how we get our clients messages across so coming back to your original question which was you know this whole are you kind of closing down are you kind of running down for Christmas Absolutely not. Christmas is my, or December is my biggest time, not only for outreach, but also for strategy. And there's a second thing. There's a second strand here. I can be nothing but complicated. The second thing to consider is that, of course, everybody has to celebrate Christmas. So actually, there's three things to consider. Second thing to consider is that, of course, everybody breaks for Christmas. But that doesn't mean that the media wheels stop turning. No. 
doesn't mean that we don't still consume our news. It doesn't mean we don't still read our magazines and potentially we read the things we want to read more over Christmas time because we've got more time to read them. Yeah. So, you know, I feel sorry for the journalists that have to sort of do that Christmas beat, and they do, but some of them do prepare. Some of them get what we call in the trade evergreen content together to publish over Christmas. So they're giving the readers something to read. So they do prepare in advance to get that content out. And this is where the savvy and clever PR professionals with all the right contacts are working with their, I've talked until my face is blue (laughs) about how you have to understand and empathize with your journalists. This is a time more than ever you have to do that. You have to really understand and empathize with those journalists and understand that their time is going to be precious to them over Christmas. So you deliver to them something that's going to help them so that they can publish over Christmas and think about these things in advance. So that's thing number two. Thing number three is that we live in a global world now. Just because some of the people in Great Britain might be languishing until the middle of January, God knows who those people are, by the way. It's only not me. I've massively landed Duncan in it as well, haven't I, there? Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of revealed the trade secret there from Duncan about why he won't be back until the 10th or whatever. Sorry, Duncan. Uh, but yeah, no, go on, carry on. <laughs> Duncan, you are back. <laughs> yeah, you are back on the third <laughs> latest. <laughs> anyway, the third thing is that in this global world, Christmas as a as a holiday season isn't necessarily as observed in different parts of the world. First obvious one is the United States. Thanksgiving is much more of an important celebration in the US. Christmas, I mean, I've worked for a US company for 10 years, so I know this. You know, it's like, yeah, have your Christmas day, have your Boxing Day, but get back to work. You know, it is literally work, 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 work around Christmas. So, you know, and our listeners from across the world will probably agree with me when we talk about Christmas in the UK, it's very different. And there are different religious festivals celebrated all over the world. We've got Hanukkah, we've got Diwali, we've got everything else. And all of those festivals have to be respected and worked to as well as a global agency representing global clients so for me I then sort of see Christmas as just a period a holiday season maybe yeah. we should rename this the holiday season episode yeah because that's essentially what everybody's dealing with all over the world absolutely right and I think you make a really excellent point I mean all three points are fantastic there but points two and three in particular are ones I kind of want to dwell on just just ever so slightly for for a little while but point two being that obviously We've spoken at length in the past about the fact that actually your best chance of success in inverted commas, and obviously we've outlined what success is when it comes to the sort of the PR industry and as a PR agency and PR for businesses and what good looks like and how businesses should prepare to engage with PR agencies. But your best chance of that success in whatever iteration you decide that is, is having a strong, empathetic relationship with your target audience. A journalist's target audience is their target audience a PR's target audience is the journalists that you want to cover the story the person you're having this professional relationship with and provided you appreciate that they that some of these journalists will be at the news desk 
at 7am on Christmas day, still writing stuff ready to go on boxing day. Like you say, obviously some, like lots of journalists will prepare and have things scheduled and ready to be published. But I think you're absolutely spot on in what you say. Evergreen content to a lot of our listeners, although they are very, very PR savvy, our audience, evergreen content to a lot of our listeners will kind of read stuff about altruism at Christmas, stuff about what celebrities are doing yeah, at Christmas, I mean, things they've got prepared. You yeah, know. Sort of, well, when we refer, and we probably haven't defined evergreen content to some of our listeners, but this is the sort of content that isn't necessarily time-specific. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of content that you could, you could publish in the summer or the winter, but it could be around, as you say, around feelings or around trends or around, I'm going to say trends, that is quite timely, but you could have seen a general trend in the last decade, for example mm. so it could be certain things that aren't necessarily stuff about doing business in q4 mm. that you know you that you create and you discuss with your journalist contact and one of some of the things we do quite a lot is speak to our journalist contacts and riff with them a little bit and come up with a few ideas for evergreen content then we produced an outline and then we go through that outline with the journalist and they say yep i like that angle and i like that stance but this won't wash with our audience and then you come back with the full fully written fleshed out piece mm. or you provide an outline that a journalist goes off with and creates their own questions and ask uh, asks other companies to contribute as well so what you're essentially doing okay sometimes is yeah you might be representing your client solely but you might actually be writing content around your client's industry which helps the journalists sort of bring in other people it, it really is it's an interesting time for pitching stories yeah so that you can help your publishing contacts do their job as well as they can do in in the most time efficient way absolutely right and actually i'm going to sort of do a double segue here We've had our we've had our initial episode segue. I'm going to do another. I'm going to do a mid episode segue. It's great that you mentioned time because obviously your third point was that obviously we exist increasingly day on day, year on year in a global market. This sounds like a really basic point, but I think it's an important one. Time zones are a thing. Time in and of itself is a massive thing. So Ooh. Christmas Day, everyone's sitting down here in the UK you know, tucking into their Christmas dinner, opening their presents. By about six in the evening, everyone's fast asleep on the sofa. If you're a corporate bigwig or someone who is just using their time because they've got a bit of time off to do what they enjoy, that's probably the better point, which is catch up on some reading, which they otherwise wouldn't be able to do because they are so busy for the rest of the year. And you live on the other side of the world. It's Boxing Day for you. And yeah. Boxing Day is your day you want to read stuff. And is you, it's the day you want to digest things. So as a PR, again, you're spot on. I love the phraseology you use there, giving the publishers, giving the journalists the best possible chance. As a PR, it's probably your responsibility. And again, we talk about preparation, we talk about strategy, and you're so right in all of those points. From my perspective, as someone, relatively speaking, quite new to, to the industry, I would say that that level of preparation and that level of specificity when it comes to your preparation and knowing, okay, I would like this to go out, if your audience is you know, a US audience, and that's who you're dealing with, right, okay, I'm going to have something ready now, so that then it can go out on the Boxing Day, and we kind of play the time zones a bit. I mean, how important, how much is that kind of a consideration as well, this idea that, you know, your main audience for a certain client might be on the other side of the world, and while we're all chilling out and tucking in, they're ready to start digesting some stuff as we head into the new year. It's very true, and then that brings me quite nicely onto the debates that you have with clients about when they release information and news 
quite a lot of clients want to sit on news until the new year because they feel that the Christmas period, it might just get lost or not read. I'm a great believer in keeping the wheels of, of news going and, you know, taking a chance on getting those news releases out, even if it is sending a news release out over the Christmas or holiday season. It really does depend on the type of release. It depends on the kind of resource that you need to put into a release. For example, if it's something that's really meaty, really chunky and requires a lot of spokespeople or or will create a whole new wheel of of activity afterwards, you might want to consider delaying it a bit when people are generally around to make comment or to keep that wheel spinning. But if it's something that could be released at any time, that could be that could be part of the evergreen strategy, then, you know, there is a a big argument for putting the news out because there is still, wherever you are in the world, skeleton news staff around or even full-time news staff, depending on your territory, that are there to get the information and get the right kind of news through. So, yeah, it's a debate and you really have to weigh up the the pros and cons of, of putting news out. There's other stuff that goes on, not just in the kind of B2B side of things or even B2C, but there's also, if you look at political news, you know, you might find that quite a lot of interesting political news goes out in the holiday season because everybody's just trying to get that info out and hope that it sort of slips under the radar. So, you know, sometimes people use these kind of seasonal times to just push a few things out that they don't they don't want too much fuss about yeah um and so it actually becomes quite an interesting time of year to be sniffing around the news and going oh i do like reading the news wires over christmas just because i like to see oh i love the way that they pushed that one out under the radar absolutely i mean i this morning just this morning in fact again without wishing to take the podcast like well, what's that you say there could be another by-election, this time in Blackpool, because a Commons committee has turned around and said that someone's been playing a bit fast and loose with the rules in the Commons. Never mind. It's Christmas in 11 days. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. In the fullness of time, we'll have one in February. I'm not going to worry about it right now. You're so right. You know, kind of, you know, we spoke about in the last episode of the podcast, you know, this kind of iteration of a good day to bury bad news. I mean, Christmas Day is a great day to bury bad news because no one's really paying any attention to it. They're all just paying attention to Christmas and how great well, it is. Thanksgiving Day. Or, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, you know, it's it's an in, it's a very interesting time. But again, it, it, coming back to something you said, Lyle, planning for these times is so, so important. So I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out to Joe Lacey at Adimo. She was thinking about Christmas predictions back in October. You know, this is a lady who does plan exceptionally well. <laughs> And she sort of beat me to it on the kind of like, oh, what are we thinking of for the next quarter? And I was like, oh, oh, you were in there before me. But yeah, that you you do see these kind of circles of content coming round a lot as well, which is every B2B trade will do some sort of New Year predictions at, you know, at the end of the year or a roundup of the year. What happened in the year? You know, if you think to if you think of watching the Oscars or BAFTA or they always do, you know, that horrible kind of like 
the, the actors that died during the year kind of round up, which always makes me a little bit teary. But, you know, those sort of roundups of the year are great evergreen content to plan for and predictions for the year are evergreen content that you can always plan for and start putting together. Literally, at the start of 2024, you could be planning to put together a roundup of the year in, at, at the end of 2024 for 20, and predictions to 25. So, you know, as I go along, you know, I do kind of put things aside and think, oh, that's a notable thing that we should think about sort of rounding up in our kind of collective view of 2024. But yeah, it's just, I think it's a fascinating and really exciting time for PR. And it really isn't that dead time that everybody thinks it is. I mean, so I've got a couple of points there. And I think you're absolutely right, as ever, in everything you say, and you're absolutely spot on. I mean, just going back to the kind of... Right, Niall, I can't cope with myself. (laughs) You're just, you're always so right. And then the jacket is just, it's just adding to it. And the segues, it's just the whole thing, the whole package. (laughs) It's the whole package this Thursday morning, listeners and viewers. But I mean, I've actually written for a client with the Mozo, I've written a sort of a callback to predictions as well. So there's actually, there's, if you're even using it, just going one step further, if you're using this kind of creation and generation of evergreen content not just as a means through which to sort of publicize and sort of work with your client over the holiday period we're going to call it the holiday period not just the christmas period the holiday period but also you've got one eye and go in october november the following year let's have a look and see how those predictions like if you're doing a predictions thing about the new year like you know what what is going to happen in 2024 for example if we were to write it now in october 2024 there's some great content to be had to go we were right about this, but we weren't right about that. But that's okay, because this has moved on and, and, and this, that and the other. But my question was going to be, which is on a completely different tangent. This is obviously an industry that you've been involved in for a number of years now. When was the first time you kind of went, okay, wow, Christmas is like the opposite of what I expected it to be when I came into the industry, which is like I kind of half expected Christmas to be, yeah, let's all get together and sort of it's the Christmas period, holiday period. Like when was the first time you went, oh, hang on a minute, this is actually going to be my busiest time of year, not not like, not the other way around? I'll tell you when it was, and <laughs> I'm going to go backwards into the, the depths of the beginnings of my first PR agency, actually. Okay. And these were the days where we <laughs> really did not have the internet as we know it now. And everything was paper-based and everything was telephone-based. So we used to, when I was really, you know, starting out, I couldn't afford what was called a franking machine where you would literally push your, your um, envelopes through this franking machine, it would stamp it and that would be your postage paid and it was connected to the post office so you would pay your postage as we sort of went along. I couldn't afford one of those until I was sort of two or three years into my first PR agency. So we had stamps Love and it. we had to lick those stamps and put them on the envelopes. So oh you're... <laughs> and my first in my first agency, there was a night where... I had, I I have to say there was something like, I think it was something like four press releases going out. It was running up to Christmas and I had another press release that needed to go out in between Christmas and New Year. And there was only me and my then husband. And we literally slept in the office after exhausting ourselves, licking and putting stamps out. We came back into the office to answer the phones. And then I, that was when I thought to myself, that is actually 
that is actually not the holiday period that I expected. And you kind of take for granted things when you're not in that sort of media world. And the other thing was he was actually on the publishing side of things. So he was pushing out um, magazines over that, that holiday period as well. So we, from a very early stage, we didn't really have a Christmas Incredible. because we'd be sending out releases, answering phones, or he or help. I was helping him. I'd be helping him on the Mac, laying out um, pages for magazines that needed to be printed and had to go out. So yeah, that was really my first realization of you know this this time is not a holiday time for me. It's just actually Christmas at that time was a bit of an interruption, if anything. This is uh, all I can think of to say, and maybe it says far too much about me. It says nothing about anybody else. But all I can think of to say is. You must have had, and apologies, listeners and viewers, this is going to sound a bit disgusting, but Jackie and I are on this level now. You must have had the driest mouth in the world. Just licking your <laughs> no, nose. No, 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 no. No, you discovered <laughs> this, this wonderful thing called a, a sponge. There were, the, there were these little circular things with sponges. Uh, okay. In, and you, yeah. But the most important thing was you didn't overfill them with, with water. You had to sort of, and and it was quite a tricky job. So sometimes you did want to just lick the stamps because it was just easier. I've just got this image of you just licking like a hundred stamps on Christmas. Like, just, oh my God, this must be the worst worst thing. The worst thing was, uh, this is really showing how how (laughs) I really did start from the ground up. The envelopes that were self-sticky were so, they were like twice the price of the envelopes that you had to lick. Mm. So you had another sponge to do the the ceiling. On the envelopes. (laughs) So, you know, we lived in such a different world where, you know, and and literally carrying the sacks of post to the post office. When I got my first office, the proximity to the post office was so important. Yeah. I knew I had literally sacks and sacks and sacks of post to carry to the post office. Again, you had to pay extra amounts of money for them to come and collect the post so that wasn't happening it was just like <laughs> you were just looking at absolutely every way of saving money yeah absolutely of course i mean it's extraordinary isn't it this is madness i mean so what is the equivalent as, as we sort of bring this festive one I'm, i've loved it as we bring this festival sort of you know to a to a natural end as we head into the holiday period i mean what's the equivalent now of that i mean what you know sort of the ins and outs the specificity of it what's the equivalent of the sponge on the envelopes the sponge on the stamps i mean what what will you be doing without giving away too many trade secrets what will you and the team be doing or will i be doing helping the team out over the next sort of six seven days as we head towards the 23rd to get ourselves ready for that kind of period where we won't we'll be keeping an eye on things obviously because we you know work ethic and all that sort of stuff but we won't be doing anything necessarily overly practical i mean what's the the sponging envelopes and stamps equivalent in the modern age as we head towards christmas but in those days, you knew that your message was hitting the target because it was literally having to be opened and put on the editor's desk, mm. right? Yeah. That's when you kind of knew that, you know, once it had been posted, you knew it was going to get to the news desk. In these days now, a lot of the, the, the editors literally have just piles, like hundreds of emails coming through with news from all over the world, with releases from all over the world. And if you just spend a bit of time to sit back and think about them and how they receive your news and how you can help them a little bit more by writing decent headlines, by targeting your your news a little bit better and not just send, you know, hitting send all. I would rather that my people send a well-targeted news piece that's been bespoked 
for an editor to five people than to send it to a hundred and just blast it out there. For me, that's a better service to our clients and to our other stakeholders, which are the journalists. Mm. So I think the, the, the equivalent this year and for many years now com- coming will be spending the time thinking about how your message cuts through. Now, we, Lala and I do not do this podcast for any money. We have no sponsors. We do this podcast literally to share and try and elevate PR and make PR be done better Absolutely. by the people who listen to the, to the podcast. And yeah. one of the things I really make a big plea to everybody for 2024, make this your mantra. Think about your message. Think about who wants to receive it. Don't think about just getting it in front of somebody and ramming it down their throat and going, you must listen to my client because my client's really important. They're paying me to get this to you. Think about your message. And is it important to that journalist? And if it's not, go away and think about another one. Yeah. It's because, because honestly, this is my plea, because this world, as I started this podcast um, episode out on, this world is getting absolutely swamped by Mm. words by many many words developed by chat gpt and there's loads of ai things all kind of going okay you can target i've had about i must say about 50 approaches from ai developers going we're going to bring ai into pr we're going to help you do this we're going to help you do that and all i see is more content going towards those poor people who have to find a story Um, So think about your message. Think about your journalist relationships. Think about the credible sources of opinion and thought leadership and think about working with them in a more strategic and and well-honed way. Brilliant. That is what my people hopefully are going to be doing over Christmas. Message received loud and clear, by the way, as one of your people, as it were. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, actually, you know, joking aside, really brilliantly put. And actually, this leads me quite nicely onto something that I had hoped I would get the opportunity to raise in this episode of the podcast after having conversations with the team yesterday in person, which was absolutely lovely, which is actually what you said about the podcast and how this rings true when it comes to that message you just said about work before Christmas, which is that I think our messaging has, albeit ever so slightly when it comes to the podcast, changed, in my opinion, for the better, and here's for why. When we started the podcast, you and I, we sort of had this kind of idea where we were going to sort of educate as best we could and and like you say elevate but i think initially educate people about pr and sort of the ins and outs and the inner workings of pr and so some of our early episodes and thank you so much listeners to those who have stuck with us from the very beginning some of our earlier episodes were you know about crisis management and about you know what pr actually is and a career in pr and getting into pr and that was the kind of educate end of the message i love the word elevate now i love the word elevate pr because much as it was absolutely fantastic and I loved the earlier episodes, that was the what and the how. And now we're focusing on the why. Why is it so important? Why is PR so important? And I think you're absolutely spot on in what you say. Not just getting a story in, not just working with a journalist and working with our stakeholders about just getting a story in and getting a message out and getting a story out there. The why, not just the why of the story, but the why this relationship, why this thing is important moving forward, why this whole setup the PR agency with the business, the PR agency with the journalist is so important. And that's what we're doing now increasingly with the podcast because we're talking about current affairs, we're talking about news stories of the day, and we're, we're 
informing people and we're elevating PR into the conversation because it is, it just is a part of the conversation. You know, it's so and you know, important. You inspired me for the subject for our next pod. It should be a roundup of all of those amazing people who have, and and those amazing episodes that we've done over the the last year. You know, we've we've talked about sustainability. We talked about yeah. social media. We talked about crisis. We talked about political PR. We talked about book PR. We talked about so many aspects of public relations <laughs> because it's the public. Of course, it's going to be very varied and diverse. Yeah. So I think it's great for us to sort of have a little sort of meander through the last year and all the great people we've spoken to. What a fantastic idea. And it also, and I'm not even going to say this as accidental listeners because Jackie and I are pros, so it was obviously deliberate. We've mentioned that some great evergreen content is roundups of the previous year. Yeah. Well, sustainability, but also roundups of the previous year when it comes to what the business has been up to and predictions for the coming year. So guess what, listeners? Coming to your ears and eyes this time next week, a roundup of the rest is PR 2023 and predictions for the podcast in 2024. Some of our highlights... Ooh, All of our highlights. Good predictions for 2024 podcast coming at you. Here we go. And I feel I feel proud of myself because I'm going to hold my hands up. I don't think this has ever been said in the cold light of day. Listeners, Jackie is so great at coming up with ideas for these podcasts. I do it every now and again, but I think I'm kind of the ratio is two to one quite comfortably. Uh, I come in no, and I'm no, like, it's a team effort. quite regularly, it's Wednesday morning text. Well, oh, maybe we could do it on the Champions League. It's like every week they want me to do something. I want to do something on football. And Jackie's like, yeah, we could do another football one or, or no, or we could do something different. Um, and quite rightly, we do, the, we do the other thing. We do the other thing, of course. But yes, coming at you very, very soon. I think it's a brilliant idea. Roundup 2023, predictions for 2024, just before Christmas. We cannot wait for that episode. And I suppose with that in mind, this is a bit of a loaded question for the first time in a while. Jackie, same time next week. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, definitely. Bring it on. We cannot wait. Well, listeners, thank you so, so much for joining us for this. A very festive version, a very holiday season version of The Rest is PR. A few quick T's and C's before we let you go. You can obviously get in touch with us if you would like to appear on the podcast or if you have a topic that you would like us to have a bit of a discussion about, a bit of a chat about, you can do so. Info at therestispr.com or info at demozo.com. We will respond to both email addresses. And you can also head to both websites, demozo.com for all things demozo and therestispr.com for all things the podcast i'm updating that regularly and loving doing so you can also follow us on x at the rest is pr capital t capital r capital i capital pr one of my predictions for 2024 as a bit of a teaser is that i do believe that will hopefully one day return to being called twitter but in the meantime you can follow us on x at the rest is pr and finally you can get in touch with us via linkedin they might well be some discussions about linkedin next week given a conversation jackie and i had before we went live today you can follow us and message us on linkedin jackie vores laughles and we respond to messages on that platform as well but in the meantime listeners thank you so much for joining us for the latest episode of the rest is pr from jackie and myself take care of yourselves it's bye for now <laughs>